All right, we're, ep- we're here. We're back. It's episode 25. Let's say 25, right? Even if it's 24, it's 25. Even if it's 24, I'm 25, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah, man. We're here. We're broadcasting live from so far the hottest day in Chicago this summer. It is uh, 105 degrees outside. Is it actually? Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's crazy. That sounds terrible. It's going to hit a high of 74 in Denver today. Um, oh, yeah. Before we get too deep into it, you can follow us on Twitter at EnterTheDojoPod. You can follow Josh at DogsLiveForever. You can follow me at ListenUpNerds. And that goes for pretty much all social media. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You just got to do a little looking, and we're there. Yeah. Ready for we're you. There. We're there, and we're here for you. Yeah, we'll be your friend. Yeah. We're a lot of people's friend. I'm everybody's friend. Yeah. Citizens of the world. Yeah. It's like definitely. that. It's the best way to be. Yeah. Um, yeah, I... So, speaking of friends of everybody, um, I went to go see Hereditary two nights ago. Do you want to talk uh, about it? Do you want to talk about it? We can talk about it. We can talk a little bit about it, but I, I gotta give you the friendship story first. Oh, yeah, do it. So, I... Uh, I was texting my friend, and I was like, yeah, I think I'm gonna go see this movie alone. And she was like, wait, I also want to see it. And I was like, do you want to just, like, go together tonight? And she was like, yeah, let's do it. So she came over, picked me up, drove to the movie. And as we're walking from the parking garage into the theater, two of our other friends see us. And they're like, hey, you know, like, are you guys about to go see Hereditary? And we were like, yeah, we are. So we were all like, oh, that's so crazy, you know, that we didn't plan this at all. And, you know, now it's a whole thing. So uh, Harlan and Sarah get their tickets and they go over to the bar that's in the theater. And Ariane grabs her ticket and goes over to the bar. And the guy behind the counter was like, hey, man, can you wait just a second? Like, I got to get back and do something for the concession stand. And I was like, yeah, that's no problem. So I'm standing there and... uh a girl comes out and she's like, yeah, uh, can I get you a ticket? And I was like, yeah, you know, hereditary, 930 or whatever. And this guy behind me in line goes, hey, dude, if it makes you feel any better, I'm soloing this one, too. And I was like, uh, I'm not soloing this at all. My friends are getting drinks if that makes you feel really bad. <laughs> like, oh, I'm no. sorry. <laughs> um, so we get into the theater after getting our drinks and he's sitting in the row behind us and he was like, oh shit, you were not lying to me to like leave the situation. You weren't solo at all. And I was like, yeah, no, but if you want to sit with us, like you can. And that's how we met Kyle. So you have and a new Kyle friend. Now. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Dude, citizen of the world. This is citizen what it's all about. Dude. Mayor of you Denver. Brought someone into the dojo. Just like I that. I sure did. That's cool, dude. That's that's Bring cool. Bring all of your people into the dojo. I love that, dude. That's awesome. That's good. Yeah. That's good karma for you. Absolutely. If you're a karma guy, I don't know if you're if you're a karma guy. Uh I think I'm a you get out what you put in kind of guy. You know. So I yeah, guess that's yeah. karma. Are you a karma guy? Sort of. I feel the same as you. Yeah. Yeah. I think. I think your attitude very much reflects. You know your vi- your vibe. Attracts your tribe, bro. Your vibe attracts your tribe, dude. That's the first shirt, first shirt of this podcast. Your vibe attracts your tribe. Yeah. Um, 
This has honestly been the, the funniest long-running bit we have, is that we just do shirt ideas for every podcast we've ever had, but we've never yes. actually printed them. That is my favorite bit that we do. That's a pretty good bit. I love that people actually have wanted merch. People people have, have, like... never fulfilled that. Yeah, pe- we have blatantly ignored all of it. Like, you and me, who are, like merch heads we want to print merch if at all possible yeah you know, we love merch and there's like an audience of five people who want merch and they're never gonna get they're it. never gonna get those shirts absolutely fucking not sorry we've had a lot of good ideas but until this thing gets a vice land deal uh which looks like there's a, a way to corner the market right now uh listen uh a lot of people are saying who's gonna be Jesus and marrow Who's going to be the new Jesus and Mara? Well, it's Jay and Josh. Well, it's Jay and Josh. It's always been. It's absolutely Jay and Josh. We've been waiting in the wings for a while now, and yeah. it's finally our time. Yeah, we're going to you know, take this friendship from a podcast to a TV show to uh, you know, a life together in the South Seas, uh, living and caring for one another as we grow old. Yeah. It's, uh, honestly, it's great. It's our life. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, Hereditary. Uh, let's talk about that, because right now, it's a movie that, like, people are talking about. And I don't want to make this, like, a, a movie review. Uh, it sure is a movie that people are talking about. Uh, I don't, I'm don't. i not trying to do, like, a movie review. I don't really want to, like, do that. But we should talk about it, because we had a discussion about it the other day, and I feel like I've talked about it with a few other people. And I think we're all circling the drain on the same opinion, where, like... I think that's fair. Where, like, a lot of us are like, that was, like, a pretty cool movie, but, like, it was, like, two movies, and then it was also, Mm -hmm. like, I don't know. It was fine, but it wasn't what it was advertised to be to a degree. Definitely not, but when is a horror movie ever what it is advertised to be nowadays? Yeah, I think that's the thing. Um... One one trend I've noticed with horror movies is that they like to uh, buck horror movie aesthetics when they can and just use uh, very, like, light bits of horror. And I call these movies uh, smart horror movies, but that's kind of, uh-huh. that's not really, like... They're not really smart. They're just doing something a little differently. Like, the, the cheap thrills uh, and chills, if you will, are the same. Well, yeah, there's this kind of idea of I'm going to be a horror movie, but because I'm not, you know, a big studio production, then it's somehow okay. It's a little more art house, Chrissy. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, Paranormal Activity, when it first came out, same kind of thing. Everybody was like, this is so smart. This is so crazy. And it's like, nah, this is like standard horror movie, right? Yeah, I actually rewatched the first Paranormal Activity movie probably a month ago. Yeah. And I, I realized I had never seen the first Paranormal Activity. I'd only seen the second one. Uh, huh. I know. it, Dude, it changed my whole perspective on the whole, like, thing. Because I was watching the first one, and I was like, wow, like, they shot this movie for, like, 10 grand or, like, 15 grand. Like, yeah. that movie is the highest grossing movie of all time adjusted to any inflation. Interesting. Yeah, because it was shot for because like the nothing. Budget is yeah, so, because it yes. was it was like nothing, but it grossed like an insane amount of money. So no matter how you adjust it for like any currency, it's like the best. But uh, 
Yeah, dude. It's funny, because I don't know... Going off what you're saying, I don't know what horror movie of, like, our era sort of spawned these, like, A24 horror movies that are, like, quote-unquote smart. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I point my finger in the direction of House of the Devil. Uh, yeah, you definitely do when we talked about this. But here is my take. I think it's Paranormal Activity. You think this movie is? Or you think oh. the you think the starter of smart horror was paranormal? I activity? think the starter of smart horror and realizing that you have to do things a little bit either technically or setting wise a little different. But at the end of the day, uh, this movie is also just basically a rehashing of Paranormal Activity. It's it, uh, story wise. Yeah, and you also had mentioned that it's a a retelling of the witch too. Yes, the ending is 100% The Witch. Yeah, I, I agreed with that fully. I was like, damn, he's right. Um, and it's true. It's like, honestly, like, I remember when I saw The Witch, there were people in the theater, like, making fun of the way that the characters were talking, and they, some people just left because they were, like, openly talking, like, I can't understand this. This is like... Really? Yeah, dude, it was, it was stupid. It was like... That's odd, yeah. So weird. I'd never seen anything like that before. Um... So, yeah, when you were like, oh, no, this is, like, a retelling of The Witch, I was like, holy shit, Jay, like, kind of hit the nail on the head. It felt exactly like that, where you're like, are these people just crazy? Because, like, they've given you enough yeah. evidence to believe that they could just be crazy. And yeah. they carry that thread throughout the whole movie. But also, like The Witch, they leave hints that prove it isn't. So, like, I don't know. I think... Yeah. I think that A24, like, genre movies are good, but they're also, like, bad. Yeah. Um, I mean, and I like all of this A24 horror. I've seen pretty much everything that is A24 horror for the past, like, four years. Dude, I've seen everything that studio has put out, and most of it I like. I don't know. Yeah, I I somehow realized that, like, I have seen probably 90% of the A24 catalog recently. Yeah, dude, it's like, it's, honestly, it's like, it's very easy to gravitate towards because it's aesthetically pleasing. Very much so. But it's also a lot of stuff that I'm interested in. They put out movies that I would see regardless of who's putting it out. They just do a very good job of, They've really tapped the esoteric, nice uh, visuals Tumblr crowd. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, it's not to say I'm not a sucker for stuff like that. I am. My taste, it's my taste is not infallible by any means. But yeah, like I do gravitate towards that kind of stuff. Liking those um, movies is like dating an anthropology employee who's like kind of into like uh, blood play and like weird knives. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, she's got like a lot of primitive artifacts hanging up on the wall yeah she she has like some yeah. arrowheads and like uh, a dream catcher that has like an animal skull that she found and bleached herself attached to it i was definitely gonna say like there's for sure a dream catcher in that apartment yeah definitely yeah mm-hmm. um yeah lots of uh lots of dead animals that have been like procured from curiosity shops. Yeah, oh, for sure. You know, I think the the thing I, li- I like, hate the most about Hereditary um, is that, like, you can tell who has, who saw it who doesn't watch horror movies beca- yeah. because they're like, this movie was the craziest horror movie I've ever seen, and it was so good, and it changed my mind. Like, horror movies can be good again, or, like, 
this is the the twist. This is crazy. Like all these twists, they're, they're nuts. Like I watched that movie. I was really high. I was with Brandon and Jackie. I I asked them. I was like, Brandon, Jackie, do you think I'm gonna get scared at this movie? Like because I'm too high, and they're like, I don't know. It's apparently a scary movie, according to what everyone is saying. So I was going in expecting to be scared, a little bit, maybe a little frightened, maybe go home, fuck around, and have a nightmare. But you know what? Yeah. Really, I just went home and thought, there are so many dumb voices on the internet. Like, mm. I... I think that's fair. I... That movie, that I movie was, like... I saw that, uh... Saw that head with all the bugs on it. Yeah. Would have been a bad night for me, for sure. Mm. I didn't uh, feel a way about it. That was the thing. That's the thing, dude, is, like, those movies... I didn't feel away because that movie was two movies, dude. It was a fam- yeah. It was a family drama, and then it, the last thirty minutes were straight up horror. And I was like, it, they could have just ended this thirty minutes before all the weird shit happened, and then it would have been a completely fine movie. I liked the horror though. I, I did too. I did. I did too. But like, I'll, okay, I'll say this right. If you're any kind of person who has ever ever dabbled in the occult, uh, in terms of like visuals or like if you've ever been into black metal or like any alternative subculture, like the symbology of that movie was like pretty in your face the whole time. Like the fucking treehouse has like the pagan like you know it looks like a little fork symbol on it. And I was like, oh, this is a witch movie. Like, this is a movie about, like, pagan shit. Yeah. And, like, the like, the whole, like, little girl cutting off the fucking bird's head, but then, like, losing her head. I was like, yes. dude, this, this whole thing's been a ritual this whole time. Like... This, well, yeah. And, um, yeah, like, the whole thing. And then, in the end, like, if you're a person who just kind of, like, has the interest in, like, these weird esoteric things none of these A24 horror movies are gonna do shit for you because you are definitely like you know like you just know there. it's basically like I said like an anthropology gradient with like some occult shit in it which is fine yeah. it's aesthetically pleasing but like to me they're no different than any other horror movie yeah and I mean well like with the head and everything there's uh, the cult symbol that's on the Pole yeah, itself. yeah. Everything yeah. was predetermined. Like all these sigils are yep. up, and every everything, everything about it. Actually, I was I was explaining this uh, to a, like well, I wasn't really explaining it, but I was just acknowledging it outside the theater to like Jackie and Brandon. I was like, yeah, like everything in that movie, everything was manipulated the whole time. Like everyone uh-huh. knew. Like that's the thing. No matter how you view it, like the curse. Like, the reason why the mom tried to burn the kids is because either she knew, even though she was crazy, that something was happening and that she was going to create something evil, or she didn't know but was, like, proactively acting on that, but she's crazy, so you didn't know what... Well, so she didn't want to have... The son. The boy, because she knows that the boy is going to be a vessel. Right, exactly. So... But... She knew that also that when she had the boy, like, that it wasn't, it didn't have the spirit in it. So the spirit is in the daughter. The daughter, yeah. Yes, and she kind of knew, yeah, it's all... Yeah. 
Um, so, so the the very interesting thing to me is that my friends and I were all like picking it apart at the end of the movie. We were like, oh, this is you know an allegory for mental illness and blah blah blah. And then I go home and like look it up online to see if there's any theories. And everybody involved in the movie's like, no, nah, you should probably just take it literally. What? It's like this is just a story that we wanted to tell, and it's like a literal at face value story. Okay. I mean, and I was like, "Huh." I guess. I mean, All right. I could see it that way because that the movie wants you to believe it that way, right? Like that movie tries to get you to believe two things because it's trying to sell you two genres. It's trying to sell you a family drama, and it's trying yeah. to sell you a subversive undercurrent, like paranormal activity, which kind of horror movie. Yeah, but it, well, it, and I mean, you know, it kind of does have to. If you were going through this kind of stuff in real life, though, I feel like things would go off the rails for you and your family, you know? Yeah, by far. I mean, so that's what I think that's kind of like a solid dynamic to throw into the mix rather than just seeing it as two different things. It's all one thing that would happen together. But, you know, usually when you watch a horror movie, everybody's so wrapped up in themselves that they don't have time to like sit around and analyze stuff because the the terror going on in these horror movies is non-stop. Totally, yeah. Um, but there are lulls in this movie and it kind of gives you this breathing space and it builds up this tension of so when's the next thing going to happen and is it going to be you know, a fight at the dinner table or is it going to be you getting possessed kind of thing. Truly. There are only two genders. Getting possessed or getting yelled at at the dinner table. I agree that those are the two genders, for sure. That's um, That said, I don't want to talk too much more about this movie, just no. because, like, I said we didn't, we shouldn't do a movie review. But Tony no, Col- Tony Collette really should... This is a movie review. It's, just it's not really a review, recap. but... Recap. Still, I don't want to spend too much time, you know. Fair. I think you, should... you know what I mean. Uh, that said, Tony Collette should win an award. I thought she was a great actress in this movie. Uh, Gabriel, Tony Collette's the shit. Yeah, Gabriel Byrne... I haven't seen that dude in a movie in a long time, but he was a pretty good, distant, troubled father. Uh, I don't know if that kid was Nat Wolf or not, that weird kid from the Death Note movie, but if it was him, he was pretty convincing. Better than Death Note. Hmm. Uh, I didn't watch the Death Note movie. Uh, did the father have an accent? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Gabriel Byrne's like a, a Scottish or uh, Welsh I dude. was so confused by his accent. Yeah. I didn't know if he was supposed to have one or what because it comes in and out. Yeah. You know? I think he he's always been really bad at hiding it in, in all of his acting career. Or he doesn't try. I don't know. But he's a great actor. He's in a great Arnold Schwarzenegger movie, End of Days, where he's Satan. Uh, oh yeah, that movie is pretty cool. That movie starts that with a wild movie. That movie has one of the best introductions to a character I've ever seen, where Arnold Schwarzenegger is like a shitty, like fucked up cop, and basically he wakes up in the morning, grabs like a steak, pours a bunch of Pepto Bismol inside of a blender with the steak, and just mixes it up, and then chugs it, and then goes to work and finds someone's tongue cut out of their fa- like mouth, and I was like, yeah. oh, wait, what, like what fucking kind of movie is this like this is dark I love it uh so yeah watch End of Days it's a weird movie very pulpy that's a that's a hell of a flick it's been a very long time since I've seen that yeah dude it's every now and then it's on like Netflix or like Hulu or I was gonna say I think it's currently on Hulu yeah I'll, I'll watch it today it sounds cool uh, I'll watch it today on Father's Day I'm just hanging out on Father's Day I'm gonna watch Satanic Movies 
Uh, because that's your real dad. Because that's my real dad. Yeah. It's cool like that. Um, but yeah, it is Father's Day. I don't know. Are you honoring your father today, Jay? I texted him. Yeah, I haven't texted my stepdad yet. I like to let him know who has the power. So yeah. uh, I won't text him probably until like 7 or 8 tonight. Fair. I just kind of did it and I don't expect to text back or anything which is fine I texted um, I texted my grandpa earlier early today I actually texted him last Sunday and I said happy father's day shit it's actually next weekend and he's like well you're the first person yeah. who told me so I appreciate it and I was like hell yeah tight that awesome rules. uh and then I texted him again today when I woke up and he was like thank you a second time it's great that's kind of good but yeah um, with my stepdad I need him to know I wear the yeah, pants. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta really flex on him, honestly. Yeah. Right. Oh, absolutely. It's like cool, uh, cool that you, yeah. cool that you came and supported my family, dude. But I still wear the pants. But by the fucking way, I'm still the patriarch, motherfucker. Yeah, look out! I'm the architect yeah. of this horrible dream. Yeah, dude. Uh, no, like, I don't know the whole. I'm not gonna get into like my familial relationship on here, but. Uh, my name is on a present that's at my parents' place. That's all that matters. Nice, dude. I uh, love I love yeah. the call. Uh, this happens to me a lot around the holidays where if I don't want to go to, like, a family holiday event uh, or if I don't have time, my mom will just call me and be like, Hey, uh, just so you know, I got uh, so-and-so a gift. I got them like a barbecue book and some barbecue instruments. Your name's on the gift. So if anybody asks, uh, yeah. that's what you got. That's what you got them. So just, you know, make a comment just say like, Hey, I hope you enjoy the grilling or something. Uh, cool. Yeah. I just wanted to let you know that, yeah, your name's on the gift. That happens to me with my whole stepdad side of the family, like every single year. And I'm always like, you know, these people like don't ask me about the gift like we don't talk so yeah whatever like fine put my name on there don't put it on there it doesn't matter right I love the name on the gift the call though it's the funniest it's yeah. like it's no my mom was like my mom hit me up and was like hey just so you know like uh, we couldn't figure out what your dad wanted I went and bought him some new sunglasses that's it that's all he got this year our names are both on it I, was like, I love that. Yeah. I love a good uh, sunglasses gift. Yeah. I, buying gifts for my father has always been tough. Uh, I, as a kid, would buy stuff and just get it back from him, basically. Um, like, a year and a half later. Interesting. Not in a re-gifting thing. He'd just be like, I don't use this, do you want it? And it's like, yeah, sure, why not? Hell yeah. Interesting. So you're really buying gifts for yourself that you have to buy into for a year. Definitely, yeah. Very cool. Do you have a credit system with your father's gifts? Basically, yeah. Um, yeah, growing up, it was just kind of like, uh, I don't know what I'm going to get out of this. So, you know, like, I just remember buying him stuff and him being like, oh, cool, thanks, I appreciate it. And then a year and a half later, it would be like, hey, what do you, like, I'd be like, what are you doing with this? I don't know. Do you want it? Sure. Okay. And then it's like, all right, now... You know, you've got uh, an office chair with a massager in it for video gaming. Incredible. In yeah. Incredible. Honestly, I wish I had that sort of similar relationship with my, my stepfather. I would just be like, hey, have this and enjoy it for one year. 
It's all you need. Yeah. What a... It's all your dad needs, honestly. Dads should only get gifts for, like, a year at a time, and then they have to pass them on to somebody else. Oh, absolutely. That would be the best. That's the best system in general. And anyone in I'm general to go should to have like a gift for one year. shake down fathers. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go door-to-door in my neighborhood, my sleepy neighborhood in Chicago, and just say, if you're a father, whatever gift you got last year, it's mine now. That's the rules. Every gift. Shake a dad down for some fucking fishing hooks and stuff like that, man. Dude, I could have an entire dad arsenal by the end of the day. Uh, one thing about... I could just be your fucking dad. Uh, dude. By the end of the day, my guy. Do it, dude. I'm cool with that. Be be daddy. I Honestly, more people should be saying Happy Father's Day to both of us on the pretense of us being daddy. Yeah, you know? yeah. Actually, I'm realizing last night there is also that shirt at that show that said Send Daddy Flowers. And yes. I, I was like, dang, I don't know about that. I think it's cool, but maybe. Uh, but now I feel that way. Send me flowers. If you're, if, uh, if you've been a fan of this podcast for more than a year, more than six months, send me flowers. Yes. I'll shout out to you on the air. Plus, my apartment will appreciate. Send it. me an edible arrangement, like. Oh my god. Arrange for me to get some edible shit. You know, that's one thing we don't do, is we don't ask people for money. And yeah, we, we did, don't we, we did. We did it once. We did it, it once, just wasn't, it was but it didn't it feel right. It just didn't feel good to me. No. So that said, dude, send us edible arrangements. Send, dude, do it. It'll be so cool. Jay, if you, what would your edible arrangement be? What would the design be? I don't think I've actually ever seen a real edible arrangement. Let me Google these and see what they actually look like. My, my sister used I assume there's a lot of fresh fruit that's been dipped in chocolate. No, 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 no. My sister used to make these, dude. Really? Yeah, she worked in an edible arrangements place for a summer one time. Hmm. She said it was super so, easy. She was like, you just cut fruit in certain ways, and then you put them on, like, long sticks. You know, yeah, you know, like... That's 100% yeah, like fondue sticks. Was gonna yeah, work. exactly. And, yeah, and they're dipped in chocolate, just like I said. Fuck, this shit is, like... You can do chocolate, but you don't have to. Okay, see, here's the thing, though. Like, strawberry dipped in chocolate, fine. Yeah. The, there's some pineapple in this one. That looks good. Um, a lot of these, whole fucking bunch of melon. I don't fuck with melon at all. Oh, yeah, dude. She said it was a lot of cantaloupe and a lot of honeydew, because those are the cheapest fruits you can get. I was about to say, that's yeah. broke boy fruit. Yeah. That shit's gross, it is gross. and it yeah. tastes like shit, and it's broke it's boy dog fruit. dog shit. I and hate I'm that I'm not fruit. fucking with it. I, I fuck cantaloupe. Fuck, fuck honeydew. Yeah, absolutely. That's honestly, if you're eating that shit, you're like 80 years old, and there's probably cottage cheese and pepper on it. I don't fuck with that. Cottage cheese and pepper and melon. Yeah. How the fuck are y'all eating stuff? Like, dude, they they don't have teeth. That's why they eat that shit. I did. Just are you saying like old people? Yeah. Oh man, yeah, no. They like have you never old have people you taste buds are like so fucked up. Have you seen like old people who like will cut like a honeydew or a cantaloupe in half, fill the pit with like cottage cheese and put pepper and salt on it and then just fucking yeah. mash it? Like, dude, whoever created that 
is like, are you eating fucking brains out of an asshole? Like, what are you doing? This exactly. is disgusting. It, you know what? The Great Depression really fucked up everybody's brain and made them into, like, stupid morons who love things like Vienna sausages. And Florida. And potted meat and, like... Florida. Florida. Absolutely. I, I want to be the fucking guy who first built up the fucking scam to get people to move to Florida when they get old. Dude, it was you know? big honeydew, big cantaloupe. Big cottage cheese. They all fucking were like, you know what? We should sell these boomers on is Florida. And also our shitty ass melon. And that's the worst form of cheese. Cottage cheese is fucking disgusting. Cottage cheese is pretty gross. There have been times in my life where I've eaten it. And then like... Fuck that, dude. That shit has never looked good. I would eat it in college a lot. Fuck you, dude. Gross. Yeah, I know. I was gross. Oh, I was extremely God. gross. God, this is making so me nauseous. I ate some like a year or two years ago when I moved out to Denver and I was eating it and I was like, just, I kind of looked down at what I was doing because I was just eating it straight out of the. Um, oh, this is, this. Ugh. Okay, ugh. so follow me here though. But like, you just start to realize you're like, I'm eating like a pint of just fucking congealed grossness. Yes, dude. And I'm just putting pepper and salt on this like it's okay. Like, it's just something you can do. Yes. Dude, fuck this. This is like fucking Twin Peaks when they're like, I don't want to eat the cream corn or like the Garmin Boja or whatever. Dude, fuck that. Cream corn also, fuck that. Old people love that shit, and I don't fuck with it either. Oh, fuck. Cottage cheese. You describing that, dude, it just made me feel physically sick. Dude, fucking cream cheese... They're not cream cheese. Cottage cheese, creamed corn, uh, like I said, Vienna sausages. Um, mm. All this shit what, is... What's your What's your feeling on, like, uh, loaf meats? Because fuck that. That's, fuck that that's shit. That's some real awful Any shit. Any loaf... Honestly, the idea of meatloaf, to me, even as a child, fuck that. Why would See, you... I liked meatloaf growing up, but now like, you couldn't catch me paying for fucking meatloaf. No, dude. Like, why would you want to eat meat in the style of a loaf of bread? That's fucking stupid. That's caveman shit. That's... That super caveman shit, it's, for sure. It's literally, like, the most well, no it's like thought... Meatloaf, like, it's a loaf of a burger. Yeah. It's a loaf of burger, uh... Accentuated with brown sugar and a tiny bit of mustard and ketchup. Yes. It's like, this is gross. Make fucking hamburgers. Make something There's fun. There's so much shit that's so gross in American-style cuisine. So, like... Because it's poor people love- food, dude. It's, what sh- it's like shit that workers had to make. Like, what a lot of people don't yeah. realize about American food is that the shit that a lot of people that are making at home is shit that, like poor peasants have been making for like literally fucking hundreds of years. I was talking about this I think we even did a podcast episode where we talked about this. Like the way that Americans eat food is peasant food from whatever region immigrants came from. No, we didn't do this, but I mean, I get it. I mean, I feel, I don't know. I feel like we talked about this at one point. Or, I don't know. It doesn't matter. The point is, is like that's how this shit still pervades. And like, I feel like I'm lucky now to where, like, the normal-ass food of where I am is, like, tacos, Italian beef. Like, it's not yeah. so fucking peasant And if it is a peasant food, uh, it's good. Like, See, I like some... There's obviously some really great peasant food, you know? Like, like what? I mean, like, 
fucking what you get at like a halal cart is good. Oh as fuck. yeah, sure, I agree. Uh, I mean, poke is like a cheap sure. dish. I think white peasant get. food is bad. What's that? White people peasant food is bad. White people peasant food is pretty bad. Um, but I mean, you know, you get pizza from that. Uh, yeah. I like I like the Chicago dog, and that's an extreme peasant. Oh, you know, the Chicago dog food. is very good. Exactly. That's that's Dust Bowl food because people couldn't fucking pay for anything after the Dust Bowl and the Depression. Love it. So all you get is pickled vegetables on top of tube meat and bread, and it's so good. Yeah. But uh, thank you. There's a lot Great of depression. stuff that's like traditional American down home cooking that's just fucking gross, man. Well, yeah. Anything that you can buy at a Cracker Barrel is dog shit. Oh, totally. Uh, you know, also. I think maybe Dwayne and I talked about this, uh, but he was talking about because we had a similar conversation. Maybe I was talking to Dwayne about this. Maybe that's why I think you probably were. But he was saying that like, uh, like black soul food. He was like, a lot of that shit is bad because it's like bad cuts of meat that like white people wouldn't eat, and they gave all the unhealthy parts to black people to cook. Yeah. Or that's what like black people had access to when they were slaves in the South, and that's why like all this down home cooking makes you fat and like fucks up your arteries because it's like really bad for you. But now it's all commonplace and people want it and like I mean it's super it's super good and decadent, but like it is really bad yeah, for you. Peasant food is innately bad for you. Access to food it's why they do it though, that's I know. how they keep the lower class down. Dude, I didn't realize we were doing a socio political economic podcast today. We were talking about hereditary. We were talking about hereditary and and now we're talking about peasant food and how the man's always trying to keep us down even through our bellies, man. Fuck the man. But that's true. That's how they do it. I know, man. So like, you know, you think about, you know, people in France uh, and in high dining and stuff like that. So they use butter so much and Mm -hmm. they tell you, you know, you can't be using butter to eat like that and cook like that. But it's like these people over in France live off of fucking butter and rich animal fat but it's because it's you know it's not cut by anything it's just straight up it's not raw because i'm sure it's pasteurized but it's still like it's it's clean dude they're eating clean dude they're doing peasant shit though too fuck the french i mean for sure fuck the french fuck the english like uh this is a freedom fries and freedom toast uh loving podcast yeah yeah my patriotism showing right now. Fuck the French. Do you remember when we had to start calling things Freedom Fries? I never did the that. The French didn't support us invading uh, the Middle East. They had the right take. I never called them Freedom Fries. No one I knew did. Literally no one. Did you? Did you know people who did call them that? No, dude. Come on. Well, I, I mean, I remember the... I wouldn't even call things French Fries. They're just fries. Yeah, same. Absolutely um, same. No, the only time that I ever called them Freedom Fries is when I went to Toby Keith's I Love This Bar and Grill. Well, you have to there. And, yeah, and I ordered chicken wings and a side of Freedom Fries. Okay, I respect that. You have to and, You have to speak the language. Because you have to. You have to and speak the language. And I'm kind of bummed that I could, didn't end up getting the American Soldier Burger like everybody else at my table did. You should have honored the troops, but I guess we can forgive you. I needed wings, my man. I needed to fly. Um, I got wings to support the Air Force. Uh, no. So, at the now-defunct Toby Keith's I Love This Bar and Grill, you could get the American Soldier Burger, but 
you'd get it for free if you were an actual American soldier. If you were enlisted and in the army. I love this. So you get a free burger, but you can only get it once your entire life. Oh, that's not fair. You should get once for every tour. Once for every tour, obviously. 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 Once for every medal. Every time you come back alive with just your life, you should get a free burger. I think that's fair. Um, so, like, there's that. I don't know. Um, speaking of peasant food, I'm going to Vegas in, is this, like, four weeks now? I think it's three or four weeks. Um, should I eat at Guy Fieri's, uh, what is it? Burrito Baracho or some shit? It's in my, uh, it's in the... the casino where I'm staying. Yeah, dude, do it for sure. Yeah, I mean, it's just gonna be, you know, uh, they've got Taco Tuesday, all you can eat, it is $40, all you can eat and drink. Dude, yes. Yeah, just, it's, you get three tacos at a time, and you get one margarita at a time. Oh, dude, ah, yeah, you gotta do it. You gotta do it, right, for 40 bucks? Yeah, for forty dollars, absolutely. You're honestly, you're probably gonna eat six tacos and have two margs, so it's not really gonna be in your favor. But if you don't tip and you just pay forty dollars, you'll be fine. Exactly, you'll be fine. But yeah, I don't know. That's yeah. that's where I'm at. That's where when, I'm at too, man. When wait, think, when are you when are you leaving in a week? No, uh, no, like three weeks. Three weeks, okay. All right, you're gonna three weeks. Yeah, there's. We have three weeks to develop more things for you to do on this podcast for Vegas. Yeah, and then uh, we're crowdsourcing what Jay. At the end of those do. three weeks, Vegas and LA, I'm coming for you. Uh, I'll pod out the fucking Airbnb. Do it, dude. You have to. And you have to pod on cocaine. Ooh. All right, why not? We'll give it a shot, boys. Do it, man. I think we can wrap this one up, to be real. Yeah. We can call it early today. Sure, that's fine. Uh, Yeah, thanks for tuning in. Y'all have a good one.